What's up, everyone out there? Welcome back to Cork Stats here on the Mayo Media Network with your host, Big Johnny Stud, baby, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple. Coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. Welcome back to the Mayo Media Network. Please hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Get up in the comments and tell Patty Mayo what kind of a good job I'm doing. Can you tell I'm feeling pretty good? Got a little bit of validation today, though it's not about the bells and whistles. The FSWA, that's your Fantasy Sports Writers Association, put out the finalists for Baseball Article of the Year and a certain friend of ours got nominated. So, listen, whether or not I win it, doesn't really matter. Being mentioned among the thousands of submitted articles as a finalist is really flattery enough. Thank you to everyone out there supporting my work in this journey we're on and my unique brand of yelling and baseball. But without any further ado, we can't be worried about that stuff. We got to be worried about this stuff is getting you ready for the upcoming 2022 MLB fantasy season. If you're unfamiliar with my work, I'm here on the Mayo Media Net on Monday and Friday as of now. And anything else I come up with will be on the Cork Stats YouTube channel. I also have the Cork Stats podcast. Been doing some really cool stuff. I had Maddie Williams from NBC Sports Edge. We were talking about one pick every round that we would set a new min. And one pick every round that we would not make a new max. That's some really helpful stuff. So make sure you check it out. Rate review to the podcast. Everything Cork Stats right now is white hot. Let's get into today's action. We're going to be talking about sleepers. And I want to make sure that I'm not always just appealing to kind of high stakes players and those in really deep 15 team leagues. I myself am in a very competitive 12 team league, which is a bit more shallow. But it doesn't mean that we won't want to be digging through the back of the player pool trying to identify sleepers. Because really, that should help us let's say, shape those decisions earlier on. And that's why it's so important to be prepping throughout the offseason because if you identify a couple outfielders, let's say, then you might not want to draft an outfielder in the first round if you're in a league like mine that only starts three outfielders. You know, that kind of leaves guys on the waiver wire and makes you realize that bottom guy might be replaceable. So it really should be a decision that you really believe in, again, guided by your knowledge of the back of the player pool. Today's focus, the topic of conversation, is going to be an outfielder for the Rockies. It's Connor Joe, 29 years old, which and nowadays with all the advancements we've had in training, understanding of ball flight and all these biomechanics we're involving, late breakouts really aren't that much of a surprise anymore. If we used to see a minor leaguer hit that 27-28 season and not be great yet in the majors, it was almost like sayonara, not anymore. Let's dive into Connor Joe where we start as always with the tail of the tape. I'm going to walk you through last year and then how I always get through these arguments. I like to break up players into compartmentalized baskets. So we're going to look at last year. Then we're going to look at his discipline. We're going to look at his elevation. Then his batted ball quality and some trends to boot to look to pretend production for next year. Again, you come to Cork Stats to get the nuance, to get the context and all the things that separate us from the field. Let's dive into the tale of the tape. I mentioned he's 29 years old, going to be playing for Colorado in that excellent environment. One of the first things you always want to mention with Colorado is what it does for batting average, what it does for balls in play. Now, Connor had a bit of a shortened season last year, only 63 games, 211 plate appearances. He didn't start the year with the big club, then had a hamstring injury in September that clipped the end of the year. So only 211 plate appearances, but 
He was pretty good. A 285 batting average, eight home runs, and no steals, but a 380 OBP. So right off the bat, this analysis applies to people in both point leagues and roto leagues. He may not steal bases, but not everybody is going to contribute in five categories. Plus, I think Connor Joe may give us maybe two or three by the time the year is over, depending on on the way the leg injury heals. Let's get back into his performance from last year. A 469 slug with an 848 OPS. That's excellent. That was good for a 116 WRC+. The expected stats backing it all up. A 282 XBA. That's in the top 10th percentile of the league. 459 X slug and a 369 X wall. But those are all really good. His disciplinary basket was really strong. He doesn't K a lot and he walks. We're going to dive into that in a little bit. The elevation basket pretty good as well well as the power stats also stuff we're going to get into along with some trends and why I'd like Connor Joe so much I've been pretty much making sure to snap him up everywhere his ADP that was in the 300s now moving its way into the mid 200s where I still believe he's a value let's get into the discipline always where I start my analysis because I generally feel like that's the part of a player's you know stats that is in their control the most, right? Striking out and walk rates, not only do they stabilize the fastest, but it's because of that pre-batted ball control, right? Once the ball is off the bat, that's when things can tend to get a little wonky. Round ball, round bat, umpires fielding rocks on the ground, who knows, you know, bad approach, path is of passive approach by the defense. So you can see there's a lot of reasons why batted ball quality can get skewed. That's why we use X stats to help explain that. But discipline is always at the center of my analysis. I got some charts up for you. I know there's some audio only, but I will walk you through it. On the left-hand side, you have your rolling K percentage with the league average there. So he started a bit above, but the K basket is really good. And you don't have to be a wizard at technical analysis on Wall Street to see that that is a bear channel but for K's we're going down is good it's a good thing for his discipline move over to the center chart O swing is just chase rate it just means times that you swing outside the zone that's what the O stands for so not only have we seen a year over year improvement for Connor Joe it's been well below the league average something that we love to see the third chart is Z contact so that's your in zone contact that's how Often, he makes contact when he swings at balls in the zone. You can see it is markedly above the league average. And again, improvements year over year. I'm going to keep hammering the same theme of improvements. That's going to come up in the conclusion. Spoiler alert. So when you look at the disciplinary basket on its own, Connor Joe, extremely strong. Something that we love, of course, because with the added Babbitt that you get when you play in cores. We want hitters that have a good control of the strike zone. We want them putting the ball in play. Next is elevation. Now, I know you see three lines on the chart at once. Do not be overwhelmed. There's a reason why I'm showing you this. So, the blue is ground ball. The red is line drive. The yellow is fly ball. The reason these things matter, let's look at one at a time. You see the ground ball rate drop precipitously into an area that's well below average for hitters, which is above average for what we're expecting, right? We want less balls on the ground, more balls in the air. Next up, line drives. We see the line drive rate, obviously, in a 
bullish channel. It's increasing where it's landed above average. Where we want to be, same for fly balls. You see an increase in fly ball rate where it ended up above average on the 30-game rolling. So, again, it's improvement, improvement, improvement. A good disciplinary basket that has shown improvements across the board, right? Not only caying less, but chasing less exchange for higher contact. That's improvement. Over to elevation, improvement in ground ball, improvement in line drive, improvement in fly ball. The elevation basket is good and even looking better. Let's get into the last basket, which is batted ball quality. Again, I got two charts up here. The first one is Connor Joe's entire year. He's in that schnazzy purple against the league average in gray. 369 X Woba on the season, 409 expected Woba on contact. That's very good against a 317 and 376 average, respectively. The hard hit rates are better than average, but when we get into the stats on the right-hand side, that's barrel, blast, and dynamic hard hit rate. The reason these are important is because they're combinations of exit velocity and launch angle. You don't have to understand every one of them and all the minutia and machinations of it other than they're important to the stats that the sharpest players are looking to. Hard hit rate is good, but we want to know how high with how hard it's being hit. Dynamic hard hit rate doing a great job of that. The bow rate better than average, but the blast and dynamic hard hit rate were below average for Connor Joe on the season but that's why I have the second graph up there it's the second half when we saw those improvements in elevation which take a lot of these stats with it again you can't hit a home run on a ground ball so as hitters begin to change the elevation when they're hitting it hard the way Joe is they begin to see increased results the 369 x woba on the season was a 383 second half that's phenomenal a 408 expected woba on contact is already well above average the benchmark there for being really good is 400 that number was at 428 in the second half and those angle adjusted stats that i mentioned blast and dynamic hard hit rate are above average in the second half so not only have we seen a good sample of production in a very good hitting environment and Connor Joe tends to lead off because of the on-base percentage I mean this guy should probably be going a little bit higher than he is we were saying that meaning sharp analysts for a month we were right 340 has turned into 250 or 240 where I think the price has kind of begun to get a bit stagnant which is fine. Make sure you're circling Connor Joe in those draft rooms, almost regardless of format. If it's a shallow 12-team league, you should be saving either your second U spot or that last outfield spot for a guy like Joe. Fill in your pitching. For Roto, in the deep leagues as well, he's allowing us like a bit, he's giving us a bit of like an oasis if you get jammed up in these deep 15-team high-stakes leagues like I am with people pushing up relievers, and you know you need starting pitching because there's nine slots and also five outfielders. Joe checking every box we can think of. Let's dive into the projections before we make our conclusion. Because again, we always want to incorporate the work of people smarter than us. I know maybe the glass is making me sound a bit smarter than I am. I always use Steamer and ATC just came out this week. That's Ariel's projection system. The Bat X will be out soon. We're always going to be adding all of these things into the formula. So I've got Connor Joe's results 
from 2018 in double A ball along with projections which are highlighted in green. I mean, it's been pretty monstrous across the board aside from eight games in San Francisco in 2019 that we're not concerned with. He's never posted lower than a 116 WRC+. His batting average basically as a career in the minors from that point was 300 or better that's exactly what we want to see really not much in the steals department so maybe i have to take back what i said about getting three i don't think we're going to do that atc hasn't projected for one steamer hasn't projected for two which again you know we'll take it because if our three or four hitters that maybe are not steals guys do give us two or three four hitters with three steals is 12 steals that could be good for one or two standing gains points so Always, always, always look at the projections, have an idea of what to expect. Bottom line, though, Connor Joe, environment in cores, top of the lineup. And he's really has always been a better than 850 OPS guy. And I think that will continue. The steamer projections in ATC do not agree. And I think that's okay. I'm disagreeing with them. And I think that I kind of told you why. I am seeing increases, not only in discipline, but also in elevation that I believe will carry some power numbers, which of course will translate into more counting stats. Let's look at steamer. The counting stats are pretty low. They only have them for 97 games. So that's 15 home runs and two steals with a 266 average. Um, I can bring up the Steamer 600, and if you're unfamiliar with that, it's just Steamer projections automatically kind of transposed, right? Extrapolated to 600 plate appearances. So we've got 22 home runs and three steals. Oh, there are those three steals with a 266 average. So that is a, probably like a little good mini lesson for everyone out there about looking at projections, but then allowing for the expansion of them without feeling like you need to put in your own work. You know, I do not really want to mess with the algorithm of Steamer. I don't want to add or subtract counting stats or average. I know they put in a ridiculous amount of work. What we can do is turn up the volume or turn it down on plate appearances and allow those rates to, you know, move with that. So that I think is okay. So that's where I'm disagreeing. Where Steamer only has 400 plate appearances, the same for ATC. I think Connor is up with the team and leading off from opening day and providing he's healthy, which according to reports, he is. I think we get a full complement of plate appearances from Joe in particular for thinking about adding in a universal DH. So you get to bump up all the projections by 50%, right? Right? Easy math, 400 plate appearances. We want to get to 600. And to be honest, if he plays every day in cores where the BABIP is high, where the lineups tend to move and a lot of runs are scored, he could be a candidate for more than that, though I'd never really like to project more than 600. If we were to open up the formula to players that could break 600, then Connor is certainly that. You'd need a top lineup spot. You'd need to be on a team that moves around. The Colorado Rocky lineup is not great, but half the games are in cores. So I think we have a perfect, perfect example of a perfectly viable sleeper who could be gotten late in draft rooms around pick 230, 240, that will be relevant in even 12-team more shallow leagues and has a chance to stick with your team 
all year. So in conclusion, everybody, grab Connor Joe. You know, when I start out on these investigations, I'll usually start with a player that's getting a bit of heat in analyst circles without having my mind made up. As I go through and do the work, I build my own confidence. I like to think of these videos sort of in an argument. I like to hope that they're compelling enough that when they get to you, the judge, you agree. I'm not always going to like the players that I end up with. I dove into Tommy Edmond and I wasn't seeing the power boost a lot of people were. You're going to get steals, so he's viable in Roto, but I would never touch him in a points league where we want a higher quality of hitter where Connor Joe really fills in. So... I think that'll probably do it from us. Give me all the Connor Joe. He checks all the boxes as a sleeper. If the price continues to move up, of course, we'll have to reassess and compare him to the player he's going around, the players he's going around, I should say. But for right now, it's wheels up. All systems go for Connor Joe late in those drafts, regardless of league size, regardless of format. And I think once people start getting hip to this, we may see that price move up even a little bit more. So if you're in drafts, make sure you have Connor Joe circled. That'll do it from the big dude cork stats here at the mayo media network please 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 if you like what we're doing hit that thumbs up button make sure you subscribe i'll be here every monday and every friday for now doing the thing that we do me you and the cork stats crew everybody thanks again for your support really appreciate you go follow my work on twitter at mlb moving averages at mlb moving a v g thanks so much everyone i'll catch you on the flip side yo peace (laughs) 